Are you Tony's stank? Well, 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 my goodness, we are here. We're at the final. We've had the final episode of Marvel's What If Season 1. And that also means that the podcast is nine weeks old. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Welcome in. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Delivery for Tony Stank, an MCU podcast. A podcast where we chat everything about Marvel, and um, the movies, TV shows, literally everything. Um, yes, let's get into it. So this is it. This is the finale, the final episode of season one of What If, and what a journey it has been. There has been ups, there has been downs, but it is, uh, it's done. And to be fair, it finished on a bang. Um, we'll, got, we'll also get into the episode and things, but... Um, the last two episodes have been everything that I wanted. Everything that I wanted from, from What If. Um, so obviously the last episode setting up Ultra Vision and then this episode going to um into how, how we, we defeat him. Yeah, it was just everything that I would have ever hoped for from uh from What If when we first got it. So we'll we'll go into it. Um we'll go into it scene by scene. Um but again I just want to do a quick shameless plug um, for the Delivery for Tony Stank Kofi, which you can see down um, in the corner here. Kofi.com slash Delivery for Tony Stank. If you want to sign up for as little as £2 per month, you will get put straight into the draw for this month's draw, which is Gamora, daughter of Thanos, the pop. Um, so feel free if you wish to do so, if you want to go into it. Um, then then absolutely, like I say, as little as £2 per month, you'll be supporting the podcast. It's just a little something I want to give back to you guys as well. So um, please feel free to do that. Now, let's get into the nitties and the gritties of episode nine. So again, one of my favourite parts of uh, what if we start off with our, um, our, our credit scene, or sorry, pre-credit? I, I don't know. The title scene. Title scene, there we go. We <laughs> great start, Massey. Jeez. Uh, okay, we start with the title scene. Um, and I mean, this is probably the the um the deepest cast we've had in in any what if episode. So Jeffrey Wright, um, Lake Bell, obviously who who has been doing Scarlett Johansson, um, Haley Atwell was uh, her name was there, um. Lake Bell, who else? Frank Grillo, George St. Pierre, so I was excited to see George St. Pierre back as a as a big fan of the UFC and MMA, George St. Pierre as Batrock was was back of course as well, um, Chadwick Boseman's final performance, Michael B. Jordan, um, Chris Hemsworth, Bendit Cumberbatch of course, Toby Jones, uh, Tom Hiddleston as well, uh, Kurt Russell, Mr. Eagle, Samuel Jackson, um, it's it's just it's the the who's who of um of Marvel of Avengers of of the characters that we've seen throughout the the movies the TV shows and of course this animated multiverse as well um so 
straight away, off the bat, incredibly, incredibly excited. Um, now, the first scene we get is uh, one of the... So, when I first heard about What If, this is kind of what I thought they'd be doing more of, is giving us the the flipped version of um, of like movies and things, or, or scenes and, and set pieces that we've seen before. I'm glad they didn't, um, but this is what I expected at first. So, we see the... Um, basically they set up to the the second captain america film so it was captain america the winter soldier where um they're on the one of the um shield planes um a way to to head over to this ship that's been um hijacked by by batrock and his his gang of cronies this time though instead of obviously um our captain america it's captain carter peggy carter uh who is leading the um the rescue mission for the the um the something star i can't remember luminaire star or something like that um and we have black widow on the uh on this quinjet as well um i, I love i love that we see also the, the 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 captain carter version of captain america's um like stealth suit like the darker kind of navy uh, but obviously at the start in the middle it's got the the union jack um so yeah this this is the sort of stuff that i really um thought we would see more of at the start of or when when i first heard about what if but i heard about what they were trying to do i thought we would see like the more flipped versions of this so um obviously this one i was wondering if we'd see more about um like the Black Panther kind of set pieces, but having it as Killmonger, that sort of thing. Um, again, it's it's interesting that they didn't go down that route, and I think it's it was the right call because we've got a lot more stories that are um, probably more interesting. It's not just a cut, a sort of um, copy and paste, and then just inserting a different character into it. Uh, but it gives us little tweaks and and uh, and little things that we can uh, see a bit differently different stories um captain carter and or sorry peggy and um and natasha have a bit of a back and forth uh before before peggy jumps out of the the ship um talking about bernard and accounting her and um natasha setting up um peggy with him it's interesting because um i find i found that um peggy called Natasha Widow quite a lot. I don't know what the significance was of, of that. Um but I thought it was just a quite an interesting little um a little touch on things. I don't know if it's because she um I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I didn't know if it was to do with the fact that it was kind of like a, a ranking or something. Um Captain Carter had more or Peggy had more um uh, respect for a woman uh, another woman in, in in a sort of um almost powerful position and called her as her um her code name I, I don't know i don't know i just felt there was a bit of significance to it but i'm not 100 sure so if you do if you do have a theory if you do have a um a feeling for for why she called her widow more often than than instead of just natasha um let me know on twitter uh before before peggy jumps uh widow asks her uh asks peggy whatever his name was steve and uh and, and 
Peggy actually has a, a little a jokey reaction to it, but it's obvious then that you know she still has the yearnings for um for Steve Rogers, who obviously isn't Captain America, but um but you know she she lost the ability to see him um after the first episode that we, that we saw. Uh, Peggy jumps out the ship um without a parachute, which is what happened with with Captain America and our in our known universe and our MCU um quite quite famously uh lands the waterman just to get up and 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 um we see our first fight scene of of the episode um obviously captain carter is very proficient now in the use of of the shield uh and her her fighting technique is it's really again one thing that's been consistently great throughout the series has been has been the fight scenes and um there's little touches on this one that I really found brought things to life. So she uses the shield to take out a couple of couple of folk, um, then throws the shield and knocks out two guys, and the shield comes flying back. And when she catches it, there's a bit of steam that um comes off of the shield. Uh, it just it's a tiny little thing, but it's really cool. Um, again, just just to be completely transparent, I. Before I, I, I film my podcast, I, I listen, I watch, sorry, New Rockstar, and that's one of the things that they picked up on as well. Um, Eric Voss is the man. So, uh, yeah, just watching back on it from from seeing what New Rockstar said and, and watching it from that light, it's uh, it's so cool. It's it's an excellent little animation technique that they've used um, that, that brings so much life to this animated uh, this animated story. Um, Peggy faced off against Batroc, who asks, who says that he thought she was wearing a shield, but she, so she, she says she's a pretty good dancer too. Obviously, referring to um her and Steve's promise of a dance, uh, and and, and they go for fisticuffs again. Incredible animation with uh, a bit of a fight scene, um, with using just her fists, ducking and weaving. The lighting of the moon on the on the back of of Batroc, um, onto the shield uh, that's on the back of of peggy um it also illuminates like their silhouettes as well and uh and yeah it just it, it looks beautiful uh peggy stops momentarily and uh is kind of taken aback batrock asks her if she's scared um but she but she points up and says are you seen that and we we come up and we see our, our watcher we see you atu um who says that who calls her captain carter the soldier lost in time you have been chosen. And this is where we know what we're in for. And I am sold. Oh, goosebumps. Okay, so there's then a transition to the next scene that we get, the next uh the next sort of battle, the next the next thing we go to, and it's the um the kind of uh shardy multiverse um kind of dimensional transition that we get and it looks really cool and of course tells us as well that we're now moving to a completely different uh, universe uh, a completely different story and um and it turns out it's actually the one of uh star lord t'challa so um the one that the the second episode when when it asked what if um what if uh t'challa i said his name a second what if what if t'challa um was was Star Lord instead of instead of Peter Quill. Um, there's a, a a fight, a massive fight going on. Um, 
with the with the ships at the, this Dairy Queen, which was at the, obviously the end of that episode where we saw the the Peter Quill who was still just a human, um, or was just normal. Is that is that alienist? I don't be I don't offend any aliens that are watching, but yeah, um, it was basically just a, a person that stayed on Earth the whole time, um, and we saw obviously Kurt Russell as Ego turn up, um, and uh, and declare that he was his his dad uh inside the dairy queen though um ego is uh using a force of energy to come out to peter quill and he's floating and blue and yeah uh and, and says uh don't worry it'll be over in a thousand years or so now this is a reference to um it, ego's plan in garden galaxy volume 2 was to get peter quill to almost rule alongside him as as they kind of infected or, or took over each each planet in the galaxy um in Guardians of the galaxy volume 2 when when peter decided he wasn't going to be doing that uh that's when uh ego said he was going to use peter as a battery for a thousand years so this is now obviously inferring that that's the only plan with peter quill because peter quill is obviously not star lord because peter quill isn't anything more more than just a human or is it known to be anything more than just a human by by ego um he's just essentially completely missed ones or just not even taken the first step which is to try and get him to rule alongside he's just going to use him straight up as a battery um or, or as a power source essentially um star lord star lord t'challa our um our hero chadwick boseman again of course his his last ever um episode before before his unfortunate death uh comes in saves peter quill and uh, and drops a wee uh, drops a wee bomb on ego's chest now again this kind of uh is a bit of foreshadowing for what happens later on with with ultron the the fast hands remember that part if you haven't seen it yet the fast hands of uh of t'challa allowing him to catch um uh, uh an overpowered um celestial uh supreme being um allowing to um, able to catch them out with you know with still just being a, a human who knows some aliens basically um which again as i say it's a foreshadowing for something that happens later on which we'll get to but yes he he manages to rescue peter quill and uh takes him out to uh uh takes him out to like a a, a a basic green a bit of grass essentially a little park uh, and tells him to just hang out here um peter quill actually says uh yeah hang back with the the giant baby man cape dude and, and points up the child looks up obviously not sure what he's talking about and we see again uatu our watcher who tells him star lord t'challa leader of the ravagers uh, and lost prince of wakanda you have been chosen i'm gonna have to start using that in everyday life um just saying you have been chosen i think that's going to be it's got to be my next catchphrase um again transition to the, our next place our next place where we will be uh seeing which character comes next now this one is very 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 interesting so we are at um i'm not going to say this right need of lear i knew i wouldn't say it right the dying star from um from infinity war the dying star um 
that where where um Peter Dinklage's giant is um is where he is to kind of um keep an eye on it and he actually forged the infinity gauntlet for Thanos. Now we actually see the infinity gauntlet being forged by Mr. Peter Dinklage. He doesn't have any lines, of course. He's um just a giant standing in the background. Um but the heroes that are there, uh, that are on this dying star, we see Tony Stark in his Hulk Buster um armor with what looks like Sakarian uh writing or or um uh like war paint kind of thing, and Gamora. Gamora, who is holding Thanos's uh double-edged axie sword. Um this is interesting because it's a, this is actually obviously a, a, a team up we've not seen before, an episode we've not seen before, and it includes a still alive Tony Stark, which is a rarity in this in this um in this series. He normally is the one that dies, so it's good to see him. It's good to see him. I, I was I was wondering if they were going to just kill him off just just for continuity's sake, but um I'm glad they didn't. I thought it was a bit harsh on him. But yeah, so this team-up is actually to do with an episode that was pushed to season two. So this is an episode that we should have seen um, during during season one, uh, where apparently it was to do um, it was to do with if um, if I think it was to do with if uh, Gamora was able or they were able to kill Thanos before he was able to get the Infinity Gauntlet and things. Um, so we will we will be seeing this team up apparently in in season two, um, so it will be very interesting to kind of see what happens. Obviously, with Tony Stark being the Hulkbuster in Sakarian again, New Rockstar spoke about this. Um, I think what my theory is is that is that that Tony took the um after the fight with Hulk, Tony was then stranded on Sakar because during Age of Ultron, it was. Hulk that then was taken away to Sakaar in, in the uh, um, in the the Shield ship, uh, but I think it's going to be the way around this time, basically. Um, so yes, it very very interesting um, to see what happens with that in season two. I don't know if it's going if that's all going to lead. I'm assuming they're going to all lead again to one major event. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they do that, how they make it. Um, make all tie in season two because season two of course is still gonna uh have captain carter still gonna have peggy in it she's gonna be featured um across both seasons essentially um tony still talks about he will he what's on tony's mind is still getting a, a suit of armor put around the world so again the creation of some form of, of worldwide protection which ultimately in our universe led to the creation of ultron uh, and now, funnily enough, is is now coming back round. Um, he wants to use the in Infinity Stones, which is obviously not some, which is something that they now have possession of. And Tony Stark actually wants to end up putting a suit of armor around the galaxy using Infinity Stones. Um, again, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see if that plays into their relationship uh, going forward in season two. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that that it's funny because we, we we basically we essentially have what he's wanting to do, and that's the Infinity Stones with a um 
in a in an AI suit of armor because that's what Ultron is. That's what Ultra Vision is right now. He is what Tony wanted the um the Ultron that uh, that um came from Tony, um and now has the Infinity Stones and is now a danger to millions of universes, the multiverse. Um, so yeah. Uh, Tony says you can't tell me there's not another big bad uh, lurking in the shadows monster under the bed and it, it it's a really cool little shot here it comes down to his armour and you see the watcher Uatu uh, his reflection uh, in the armour with his eyes glowing and Gamora actually even uh, sees him and reacts by um, flying the sword around and they look up and, and see the watcher um, see the watcher looking down so he says what he says is Gamora survivor of Sakaar and destroyer of Thanos, of course, obviously, um, the the uh, what was said, you know, what if what if Thanos was killed by uh, by Gamora, uh, and then of course he he says <laughs> uh, he actually says not Stark. Um, Tony, Tony basically comes out and says that he's uh, uh, and one is about to kick your moon shaped ugly mug. So of course they're 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 ready for for fighting um fighting the watcher um who who watcher just absolutely dismisses uh, tony stark and tells gamora uh, you have been chosen again our transition into the next uh the next thing we see and it is uh a, a wakanda that is um a wakanda that is that is burning uh wakanda that is um obviously not quite in ruins but is is under under battle um we see pepper and the dora pepper um shuri and the dora milaji um dora milaj uh on their way to to killmonger in this um in this throne room that is uh that is almost just destroyed um the the, the glass is, is broken from the windows uh there's helicopters else everywhere um there's obviously been a, a huge battle of sorts between between um the u.s military forces and and of course the wakandans as well as as we saw at the end of episode six that there was a a war coming to to wakanda after um after killmonger um yeah leading leading wakanda in a fight against in a fight against the u.s um the watcher turns up and uh so he says the way he says it is, is is actually quite morose, quite sad. Um, Tony Stark's former protege and and killer, and and when he says killer, actually he like squints his eyes as well. You can tell a distrust distrust there, uh, and obviously tells him you've been you've been chosen. Just as Shuri and uh, Pepper and and Dora Milaje make their way into the throne room, and and obviously see that there is there is no more um Killmonger there. And then we go to our latest episode, or the end of sorry. Kind of the follow on from our latest episode, which was uh, episode seven, the what if Thor was an only child, um, and Thor is, is in Vegas, uh, battling the 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 almost unrelenting sentries, uh, that that Thanos, um, not Thanos, sorry, that that um, Ultra Vision was uh has sent. Now, obviously, again, as I say, this is this is the aftermath of of us seeing um ultravision in the new mexico desert coming through the portal with all his sentries and um and um the kind of the the belief is that jane is potentially dead uh because thor's you know while he's smashing sentries with mjolnir says he was going to be taking jane out for flowers kind of like uh 
gonna like candles you're gonna shower he's gonna do his hair um but uh but that's when you stop uh again a really cool fight scene with 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 uh thor and mjolnir you know uh, i mean you know my thoughts on on the um the thor episode i didn't enjoy it at all um but it's interesting to see him here fighting and uh and being so distracted that he doesn't even see the watcher the um the camera pans and you see the watcher in the background uh but but thor doesn't even notice him it's still um kicking these sentries as they can flying in um and, and and that kind of uh carries through in, into the watcher's introduction to thor um he starts to say his name uh but thor is just still fighting away and and he he tries to say you've been chosen but um because Thor's not listening, he uh, he's he's not able to actually say to him, "You've been chosen." Actually, tells him to calm down and stuff as well. Um, instead, uh, just start just deciding to literally pick him up as as a little, basically a little beast in his hand. Uh, Thor sc- Thor screams as as the Watcher tells him he's been chosen, um, <clears throat> and keeps on screaming until we're seen at the in the um in the pub the the pub that is actually where um where peggy and steve um met up obviously a few times now this is kind of reference to to thor in in ragnarok where when he's going through when he's in sakara when he's going through the grandmasters um when he's in his little seat it's like a willy wonka kind of thing um and it goes all crazy and trippy he screams until he's even back into the room um so it's kind of like a a reference to that um but yes we're now in the pub with uh from where captain carter knows um and the gang the gang is all together so we then actually get captain carter um realizing that she recognizes the pub and and looks over and sees a photo of um of steve from from her universe um a poignant wee moment um Doctor Strange Supreme, sorry, is working as the bartender and uh, and says that he basically conjured up the pub, um, and he, he read it from from Captain Carter's biography. Again, another wee nod to how important Captain Carter is to everything here, and maybe like showing how important she'll be in season two. Um, I'm assuming. Um, Thor asks for a beer. Um. Because of course he does, because he's part of Thor. Um, he has the sent one a sentry head from when he was fighting, uh, the sentries in Vegas, and when he got pulled up by um our boy the Watcher. So he's holding an actual sentry head and pops down on the on the pub and and Killmonger um kind of stares at it and and sees his reflection in it as well. Um, it's it's again a bit of foreshadowing towards what happens later, but we will talk about that as it as it as it comes through. Um, there is a, a big rumble. And the watcher appears in front of their eyes in quite a sinister, um, kind of sinister way. I, I'd be scared of him, like, um, uh, and, and everyone's taken aback by the fact that, he, that he's he's there because they obviously the first that they've seen of him is when he's literally pointed at them, said you're chosen, and they've wound up in this uh, bar or if you're if you're thor the last thing you would have seen was getting picked up by him um so the watcher explains um about why and and kind of how they've been chosen um it's as he says it's to basically um uh, to save 
life and, and humanity is, as, as, or just everything as you know it. Um, and, and he talks about how he, he, he had a look to try and find one hero, one person that could defeat, obviously, this danger, which is Ultra Vision, um, but found, but realized that, that the whole thing needed a team. The perfect combination of skills and experience that alone will triumph. Now, this is quite important because it's not like, it's not like the, the biggest, you know, the most powerful team that he could have put together. What is it? It's, it's a team of people who together um, will create the the only way that they'll be able to, eat, to beat um, Ultra Vision. Obviously with, um, you know, they all have different levels of... Uh, of of knowledge and and powers and uh and things like that so we obviously you know we've, we've got party thor who is a man child essentially captain carter who's obviously kind of like a a leader but um you know has has had some loss in her life supreme Str uh, strange supreme who um is kind of well literally uh battling with demons Killmonger, who is essentially a bad guy, who uses his cunning and skills to turn two nations against each other and get himself put into a position of power. Um, Star Lord Chal is probably one of the um, is probably one of the most um, the, the 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 goodest goodest isn't a word is it one of the goodest people there, um, who's able to influence people with with words um. And again, has fast hands that we'll see. And then, of course, Gamora, um, who we don't know much about, who we, we again, haven't seen because of the episode being pushed. Um, Gamora actually asks, you know, um, about saving the universe, but the Watcher says it's a bit more complicated that, than that. And Strange Supreme explains in more detail that it's um, it's actually multiple universes. Um, and the Watcher gives, Uatu gives him the, a moniker as... Uh, the guardians of the multiverse. Again, it, with New Rockstar touching on this as well, it, you know, it's kind of important. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, as we know it, are a, a band of misfits. Um, now, this Guardian, so the Guardians of the Multiverse, again, are, are, are a band of misfits that aren't exactly necessarily the most powerful, but they have, they have certain um, things that together, as a whole, as a collective, makes them... Um, makes them strong or makes them able to to um, to do what's needed. Um, Thor uh, is Thor thinks that it's just a, a joke from from Loki and he doesn't have time for his plans. Um, and he opens the, the the pub door and gets swept out into this um, this void of of yellow force energy. And and we see actually runes on on the sides of 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 the pub. Um, again, don't know if this is going to be uh something that's explored a bit more in season two. The uh the use of um that I'm I'm not sure. Um, but Thor manages to get himself back in and uh and yeah has <laughs> has a bit of a heart attack, so he knows it's it's real. Um, and then Peggy says they're in, they're ready to go. Basically, tell us more about it. 
So then, yeah, the Watcher um, explains in more detail about what's happening, uh, that Ultravision is uh, either attacking your world or is going to be attacking your world and universes um, and need to do something about it. Doctor Strange talks about the Infinity Stones. Um, the actual, his actual wee discussion about them is uh, pretty much word for word what Wong says in um, Infinity War. Uh, it, it, yeah. And then they also explain that Ultron holds them all. Uh, Star-Lord T'Challa says he might be able to help. He's stolen from, from worse. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. I should have like a foreshadowing alert. Um, obviously if you're listening, you won't be able to see that. Um, but yes, uh, they, they kind of talk about how they're going to, how they're going to get it done. I believe the only way is to, is to separate his body from the, the stones. Um, but, but yeah, Ultron could literally be anywhere in the multiverse with an army of robots armed with a full set of stones. Uh, and, and Killmonger, you know, comes out with the, the, the selfish, um, it's a suicide mission. Uh, Thor, <laughs> Thor brings up that he's getting hungry, he's wanting a Chinese, um, He's got a Chinese delivery. Uh, ironics, I had one last night and the leftovers again this morning. And I can tell you, oh, nothing better than Chinese. Um, and so very much like an endgame where the um <clears throat> where the Avengers or the Avengers that are left were trying to come up with a way to get back in time and get the um infinity stones. Uh these guardians of the multiverse um work out their plan over Chinese food. And um, and yeah, there there's there's uh, a few ways that they can potentially um, recover the stones and destroy them. And uh, Gamora comes out with her Infinity Crusher. Now, when we first saw Infinity Crusher, I uh, I thought because the way she explained it is what well, it's designed to disintegrate each stone into um, into like nothing into basically atomize them. I thought it was a case of it would need each stone to go through individually through the actual crusher part. Now again, we will kind of we we kind of see later on how it actually works. But I was I was actually surprised how it worked. I was I think I totally got the wrong end of the stick with it. But um, but yeah, so they're going to use the infinity crusher uh to to get the get the stones and uh and and, and crush them. Uh, so the plan is to get Captain Carter has a chat with him. The plan is to get the um, Soul Stone to Gamora, um, and then she'll unleash the the Crusher. And uh, with some luck, they'll be home by dinner. Uh, Thor has a little. Um, he says, you know, there's some people in this room that maybe didn't get it. Not for me. Um, I I get it, but for them, maybe maybe repeat it. <laughs> uh, and the Watcher, funnily enough, says, "You're ready." Um, once more, uh, it's like, he, it's it's almost the the right amount of, uh, knowledge or the the right point where they're now, uh, you know, they're now able to um defeat Ultravision. It's interesting that, that after saying that he, you know, that, uh, you know, without saying he doesn't know, basically telling him that he doesn't know that that's that's the point when Watcher says they're ready. So he transports them, the watcher transports them to a, um, a 
kind of alien planet um with apparently not enough uh not enough uh intelligent life for ultron to, to keep an eye on things uh, and strange is setting up some runes some protection spells but his hand turns into the, the tentacles that he had obviously at the end of of his episode and captain carter can can finds him and asks you know what happened um and strange says as says same thing happened to you love it's interesting because this is the this is the point uh captain carter asks strange supreme uh there's a captain carter from from your universe um now this is interesting this is this is i think probably one of the few points or one of the only points actually where they're uh almost self-aware or aware or, or wanting to find out more about other universes and, and other versions of themselves um and strange supreme of course tells her about the fact that it's a captain america that steve rogers took the um uh took the serum in, in, instead of herself and uh captain carter peggy says that she she would love to see that now this that was actually a shot the, the shot we see there of that discussion is the one that i have put up before um it's the um where they were they were talking to each other which i assumed was going to be during strange's episode but of course it is now here at the finale uh killmonger still playing about a sentry head uh manages to get it open with the red kind of light that's coming through which which um which shows ultron is is controlling it uh, and gamora sort of verbalizes her potential mistrust for Killmonger uh, with Thor, but Thor says that he trusts everyone. Now, Thor then um, has a, a kind of rousing thing. He says that we, we that we should uh, we should feast because tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna fight. And um, Strange Supreme works out some drinks, some uh, some drinks and a toast. Um, now his his. Strange tries a toast and it's not as stirring as they were kind of hoping for. Uh, talking about how death, uh, and things like that, and and there's not really nobody's really uh not interested, but nobody's really um found a bit of a a spit out a, a second wind from it. Uh, but it's actually he's trying to recall what the ancient one told him during the events of Doctor Strange, um, but maybe not in the way that not how how um motivating uh the ancient ones one was um our our lothario starlord chala takes over and uh and delivers uh or starts to deliver a rounding speech to the guardians of the multiverse uh and thor slams his glass down as he normally does and emits a massive ray of thunder of and lightning from his uh from Mjolnir, which, um, funnily enough, then, uh, then, um, brings the attention, which is what he does. He brings unwanted attention, um, of Ultravision. He says that there is life in this universe after all, and he now he is um looking like the Watcher, a, a massive um galactic figure staring down with bright eyes but obviously his are red uh compared to the watcher's um blue glow um 
so yeah the fight is a way to start um I, and to be fair thor does say that he he did warn them he does excel at attracting unwanted attention now the uh, cape of levitation points out to or sorry the, the beetle cape of levitation which is the one that strange supreme has uh points to um a crack a multiversal shardy crack behind them um that our our um ultra ultra vision um comes creepily out of with his with his cape um kind of floating behind him and as you know a war is is a way to happen basically a, a massive fight and my goodness as soon as i saw this i was ready in fact i was ready to start this is just incredible um doctor strange does uh or sorry i keep saying doctor strange strange supreme uh does like a protection spell for everyone um the 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 runes or the um the sort of um objects that are below them are, are kind of um uh, kind of relevant to them um or, or, or gives them a sort of personality it's sort of similar to their sort of personality and then of course the armor that um uh it shrouds them um is again very relevant to themselves thor has like the winged helmet um killmonger has like a wakandan or like a kind of tribal sort of um armor uh black panther or sorry star lord chala has like a um a crown a floaty crowny thing and then a little little um necklace is more prominent and then with with peggy it's kind of a more medieval kind of uh kind of armory that shows now this armor isn't actually on show it's just kind of the yellow um power Rooney power thing that's uh that's been used by by strange supreme to enshroud them in a bit of protection uh and yeah so they also have a, a, a um a plan ready uh gamora and killmonger jump through a um a watcher portal as ultravision um ultravision starts to descend on them thor thinks he knows how to deal with a party pooper but that's what he says um and and peggy calls out to him to come back because it's not part of the plan and thor has one of the greatest um battle cries uh that i've ever heard <laughs> is he screams viva las vegas <laughs> fully shoots a bolt of, of lightning towards uh towards ultravision who um actually <laughs> it's a it's a long viva las vegas uh and, and you know he's firing the lightning straight at him but ultravision literally just essentially catches it and 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 that's it um he actually comments on the battle cry as well says he can't 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 say i've heard that battle cry before i've heard it before i heard it from from elvis um then ultra vision uses three of this of the stones um to uh basically implode the mountain that the guys are on uh back in on them and uh and trap them um underneath Ultra Vision does then kind of turns away saying all too easy and, and floats back towards the uh the portal. But obviously the protection spells have saved them from uh from from death of this from using this mountain. Uh the protection spells uh, again you see their their kind of armor on the, the outside and stuff. Um 
uh, protect them from that. So uh, Thor then lobs Mjolnir towards Ultimate Vision, and Strange uses his his spell that um, that he did uh, in Infinity War when when fighting Thanos, and basically creates multiple versions uh, of uh, of Mjolnir. Again, a kind of a kind of nod to the the multiversal um, plot and the multiversal things that we've been. Uh, that we've kind of been learning about and going through um, during this, this journey that we've, that we've had through the, through the season. Uh, all the Mjolnir's are, are kind of flying at him and, and hitting Ultimate Vision um, and uh, and he's he's kind of getting knocked about a bit. Uh, at this time, Peggy jumps on the back of um, T'Challa, who fires up into the air uh, and they head towards, they head towards uh, Ultimate Vision. Uh, very similar to the way that uh, Peggy was then was riding the Hydra Stomper, Steve, um, from the first episode. Uh, and Strange puts like a spell on on Peggy's uh, shield as she flies towards Ultravision, obviously blasting him um, with a bit of power. And then she she grabs onto Mjolnir to to head the actual Mjolnir is heading back to Thor to um to head back. Uh, Star Lord Chala actually then lands on the back of Ultravision and is thrown off. Now. This is really interesting. You can actually see him steal the Soul Stone uh, from Ultra Vision's armor. It's a frame, literally a frame. Uh, but when he gets thrown off, the uh, Soul Stone is there. And then when he flies past, it's actually not there anymore. So we do actually see uh, the, the the point that we uh, will find out very soon. Um, that was again, you know. I, I spoke about how it was foreshadowed with, uh, with start T'Challa uh, saying that he's stolen harder things before, and at the start when he was introduced in this episode, um, his fast hands allowed him to catch Ego off guard. Um, Ultron Vision, uh, shoots T'Challa who's kind of flying away, and um, and he goes flying, and, and Peggy runs after him just to obviously try and uh find out if he's if he's got it and yeah um star wars shows her the soul the soul stone that he's managed to to nab from from ultron's uh armor again i must admit i didn't catch this the first time i did not catch him um peeling off the armor the, the first time i watched it but certainly uh after watching you rockstar they um showed you the frame by frame of him uh taking it off and it's, it's very interesting uh Strange has Mjolnir's, uh, a, a sphere of Mjolnir's, again, kind of um, calling back to the, uh, the, the the Shard's fury kind of thing that um, Strange was, was locked in. It's kind of, it's kind of Shard prison. Um, and then uses his dragony beasts that come out from him that, we, that we've seen, we, we kind of got a, a wee glimpse of during, during his... Uh, his episode one of the demons that that he is he'd consumed and is is within him uh and they they fire they fire um literal fire at at ultron who then goes to try to use his his stones and realizes that his soul stone has actually been uh stolen now this is the first time really that i think we, we hear a bit of like um surprise a bit of you know um, in terms of, he was obviously surprised when he saw the multiverse, but surprising that he's um, 
genuinely was not expecting, you know, that sort of besting. Um, and he then obviously turns on the power and, and, and defeats those those demony kind of things. Uh, Strange uses uh, a portal above him uh, to um, to send zombies that we've obviously seen from from the uh, the the zombie episode. Sends a pile of zombies, like literally thousands, millions, maybe um, of zombies on top of uh, Ultron Vision, um, and, and Thor. Uh, Thor says he loves zombies. It's a great idea, um, but Strange says it's not not them it's what came with the zombies and of course we see uh we see the all-powerful um scarlet witch zombie did i have, did i give her a name i don't think i did i don't think i gave her a name did i um zombie witch zombie witch yeah let's go zombie witch we see zombie witch now um she's obviously incredibly powerful and i'm we're assuming now as well that she has beaten uh hulk uh, that was one. That was what we didn't get to find out about was you know Hulk and Scarlet Witch and Zombie Witch, um, because Hulk stayed behind to allow the others to leave, uh, and they faced off. Uh, now this, like I say, this kind of assumes or infers that um, she was able to best Hulk. Um, she fires her her power, her energy things at him, uh, and. What actually happens is while she's doing it, she's when when Ultron Vision pops her head back up, she actually stops and hesitates. Um, this could be either either because she recognizes um the the, the body that he is in, uh, obviously as her love Vision. Um, even in that zombie universe, Vision was the was the love, uh, or or was her. You know, he he had he kept feeding her and, and obviously there was a, a relationship there before the, the zombie thing happened. Or it could be that the planet's just about to explode, which it does. Um and uh we actually get to see a, a, a transportation through one of the multiversal portals by way of, of Peggy Carter, who kind of hits the sides as she's as she's kind of coming through and gets plonked out the other end. Um they all kind of land uh, through the portal and Peggy throws the stone, the soul stone at Gamora to obviously put into the crusher, but it's caught by uh, um, a widow that we see, a black widow um, on her motorbike. Now this is the black widow from the last episode. This is a black widow from literally the last episode we have, the one that what I felt John won. Um, where we're in this uh, post-apocalyptic world where she's literally, or pretty much, the only one left. You know, Hawkeye had uh, literally just sacrificed himself, um, for, uh, for the for. You know, for for the widow to get out. Uh, there's kind of like a standoff, but but Peggy talks to Natasha, and this time calls her Natasha Romanoff. Doesn't call her. Uh, Widow and, and Natasha talks about how she's meant to be the last planet, last person on this planet. Um, but Peggy explains that we're from different universes and we're here to stop Ultron. So obviously, again, Ultron is is the one that um has killed uh the rest of this world in in, in her world. 
Um, Peggy Peggy explains how she knows um, Natasha by saying her dad's Ivan. Uh, sorry, her father's Ivan. Her dad is Alexi. Um, obviously, Alexi is the Red Guardian. Um, David Harbour from, from Black Widow. Uh, and she says, you're the only, you're one woman I have to trust my six, including now. Um, there are three people you trust in this universe and I count myself lucky enough to be one of them. So, um, and that's when Natasha stands down. She she kind of obviously, obviously, uh, Captain Carter's words, Peggy's words are enough to, uh, to stand her down, to, to, to trust her. But of course, that moment of, um, of, Love and respect is soon smashed quite literally by the universal portal, multiversal portal, sorry, that um Ultron Ultron Vision comes through. Um and he uh kind of <laughs> force chokes uh Natasha to come uh back into his possession who obviously has a soul stone. Um Thor lobs me on there at uh, Ultron's Ultron Vision's hand uh, or his arm severing his arm and uh and uh dropping the soul stone uh he's able to just create a new arm essentially from the reality stone and um and the uh supreme strange creates a portal that catches um natasha and um then gives her a bit of a protection uh spell as well when she comes uh flying back through now there is a really cool bit here where um the soul stone comes flying down and and ultron uh, Ultra Vision uh, shoots up, up energy at um, Gamora and Captain Carter, um, and he kind of uh, he he kind of has a bit of a, an angry outburst where how he says that he can he can kill universes with a thought, but um, why won't you die? Uh, the Earth or sorry the the planet that they're on explodes, um. Like, like has done multiple plans that we've seen, you know, we've seen montages in like the last episode and this episode of him exploding planets in this way. But it explodes and then it actually implodes again, comes back together. And, uh, and what we see is actually um, Doctor Strange is able to harness that energy, uh, able to harness that energy and he literally eats it. <laughs> he eats the, uh, the explosion. Um, it's pretty wild. It's so cool though, because you see like the 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 red from you know in his in his mouth has got in his eyes then, um, blame um, and again Ultron's caught off guard. He he, uh, literally says what like wait what, <laughs> and um and Star Lord's able to to grab him out of the air and and slam him into nearby buildings, and just he basically just starts blasting at his uh vibranium armor or sorry his infinity armor. Uh, and uh, and yeah, Ultron, uh, Ultron Vision manages to send him flying. Makes his way towards the Soul Stone that we see uh, on the ground. Uh, Black Widow's uh, or Natasha Romanoff's able to use the Red Guardian Shield that we saw her in the last episode and 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 lobs it a couple of times at his head. And then Captain uh, Peggy starts lobbing her shield at his head, and and he's literally this back and forth. Um, where where Peggy says, you know. Um, keep going, don't allow him to think. And there's a cool shot where Peggy takes the legs uh, and Natasha takes the uh takes the head with, with their with their shields. Um 
again in our little battle ensues where we have uh thor comes through and blasts some some lightning it then it tracks a shot through again very similar to the the one track shot that we saw um of captain carter following her through the um the different planes it's so again animation is, is top notch um so thor gets a hit in then it goes to captain carter gets a hit in on, on ultron vision then we see star lord blast over and and uh, get a punch killmonger comes in with a couple of kicks and punches the shields bash 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 um we kind of it it kind of gives us the feeling of um overwhelming uh of or being overwhelmed that um that Ultron Vision is is going through right now um it's getting blasted by by Supreme Strange's uh, energy thing Gamora comes in with another smash of the the double handed sword uh and then Killmonger uh kicks Ultron Mjolnir comes in smashing the back Captain Carter's um shield uh Natasha comes in and does a little Hurricane Rana and. Star-Lord blasts that Emily's on the ground and the Soul Stone then, then lands um, a, a wee bit away. Now, from one absolutely insane um, tracking close-up uh, action shot to another incredible, incredibly made um, uh, scene, uh, we have the Soul Stone land uh, on, on the floor. Now, if you remember, during this, the start of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, this is what this scene reminds me of anyway. We have Baby Groot dancing away while the Guardians are in the background um, fighting this monster. And we, we're basically focused on Baby Groot the whole time. In the background we see um, bits of, of fight and stuff. This is kind of what we get at the Soul Stone. So the Soul Stone is, is on the floor. And this is obviously something that they're they're all fighting for. That's the end the end game. Pun, no pun intended. Um, but we, we, we are focused purely on the Soul Stone. In the background we see Killmonger get push back and then run back towards something we see um a foot come through i'm not actually quite sure whose foot that is i don't know if it's like a thor or something but basically it just knocks the soul stone back a little bit again we're still focused on that we then see peggy fall behind it see the soul stone and scramble towards it try to grab it but it's been pulled back another foot drops back and um and we see uh again some armor in in, in the background and get running back back that way um thor gets thrown past it and as does mjolnir we then see ultron um his foot we see his little foot nearby and, and he actually manages to pick it up first time it's come off the ground um but then he gets blasted away um or he gets something hits him and, and he and he drops it again such an incredibly well-made shot um and as i say it harks back to like the garden of galaxy volume 2 where we have um the focus on Groot and then everything else going on in the background um, obviously that's Guardians of the Galaxy. We are now with our Guardians of the Multiverse. Um, Captain Carter gets thrown by uh, Ultron, Ultron Vision, and um, and Gamora manages to slash at him with uh, with her double edged sword. And this is where we again see a bit of usage of the um, of the stones. Uh, Ultron Vision has been able to compose himself a little bit and uh, and uh, you know about his next move and what he does is he actually um traps them all in, a, in like a suspended state of time using the time stone and the soul stone is obviously in the middle of all this it's like a massive it's like a sort of um spherical uh suspension of time essentially and ultron vision actually manages to grab a hold of a stone and, and just takes a wee second to look at it and before putting it back into his his little slot um 
Supreme Strange's um, squid arm, tentacle arm, comes out and stops her from doing so. And we see Supreme Strange's Supreme Strange has a time stone himself, which allows him to 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 stop this um, suspended um, moment in time. Uh, very interesting because, yeah, um, you know, obviously, this is a a time stone that's been used from another uh, universe, um, but is able to be used in this universe. Very interesting. Um, Ultron Vision makes himself massive starts to grow big and we get this incredible again another phenomenally made shot of um of doctor strange the uh the sort of um energy he he has like a, a sort of energy pouring out of him and within like the the slivers of energy we see um parts of the demonic um supreme strange that we saw at the end of his episode uh, or towards the end of his episode um as he again struggles with the demons inside him and, and tries to get them out basically but in the parts uh of the energy it's coming out it's it's parts of um supreme strange and in the other parts it's uh it's actual um the supreme strange as we as we know him and then a massive uh gaggle of tentacles comes comes flying out and and almost worms its way towards uh towards ultron causing a bit of destruction peggy actually you know it catches her eye obviously she is um aware that this is the uh this is potentially the tentacles that she has um that she fought with um during the first episode and again we don't know what else she saw in between that that portal that she went into with the tentacles and then uh coming back at like present day and or, sorry i think like 2014 or whenever it was with avengers with uh with nick fury and hawkeye um and the mass tentacles are able to to overtake the the massive ultron uh, ultron vision and again we get a little shot of um supreme strange and the energy and the um the demon strange as well it's just incredible it, it reminds me kind of like um it kind of of um in the spider-verse which is my favorite movie of all time where there's um there's a couple of moments where the uh when the when the multiverse is like breaking when they're in that that big uh what's it called again it's like the reactor thing uh, towards the end of the movie and you see parts of the different multiverses or different universes kind of coming into it and and things it's just so well made and uh and yeah just unbelievable um the soul stone lands in in gamora's um gamora's hand and ultron is uh is immobilized on the on the on the ground, uh, Thor <clears throat> keeps him down with a, a blast of lightning and, and shouts Vegas as he does it. And then we actually see um, Supreme Strange in his demonic form, firing energy at um, Ultron Vision. And he fires like a, almost like a, not a protection spell, but some sort of spell that manages to um, hold him down to the ground. And, and um, these chains sort of come, uh, come out of it. And uh, Killmonger grabs one. Um, Peggy grabs one, Thor grabs one, just holds him, uh, holds Ultron all together. And Gamora pops a soul stone into the uh, into the Infinity Crusher. Now, this is where um, I was uh, confused as to how the Infinity Crusher would work because it's almost like the soul stone is, uh, like, powers it. Um, I thought it would be a case of literally you would just, you would just plonk each stone into the, uh, into the thing. It would just 
cut it up. But yeah, the soul stone essentially powers it. It gives it a soul, or it gives it like a um, purpose, a, a life energy, uh, and it gets like little legs and and plonks over to um, Ultron Vision and starts to eat the um, starts to numb up all the all the Infinity Stones from his chest. Mom, 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 mom. And of course, the one that's on his uh, head as well, almost um, like the mind stone from his head. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and and the there's a explosion of energy, and um, and it's done. We think it's done. He's defeated. He's been defeated. The the stones have been um, destroyed. Uh, they're all a bit. Um, Bemused, they, they, you know, they think it's over, but they're not one hundred percent sure. Um, and in in the moment of in the moment of uh, potential victory, in the moment of the moment of uh, uncertain about what's happened, Ultron then speaks and and says, "Didn't the Watcher warn you?" Now we get a shot, an Avengers shot of the of the Guardians of the Multiverse, um, the the famous Avengers shot where it comes around them. Which we which we have actually seen, um, but seen like a, a flashbacky thing, um, but it's also the the gardens, the multiverse, um, Thor and Tasha are are similar to what they are actually in the the genuine Avengers shot, and Ultron explains that the Infinity Stones, um, so every universe is different. Um, and the Infinity Stones essentially are, are 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 unique to each universe. Gamora explains it in more detail. The Crusher was designed by the the stones on uh, it was designed to destroy the stones on his uh, on her world, not his. So it's not been able to destroy them because um, because it can only destroy the stones that are relating to the world or the sorry the universe that it was um created in which is um yeah which is kind of a um a big part that you probably should know uh or that you should have checked you know at least at least phoned up for some sort of um procedural advice to um the infinity stones helpline before doing before putting all your eggs in that basket or well, that's how i see it anyway <laughs> and yeah, then we see Ultron <clears throat> float up into the sky, and he has all this, uh, all the stones back again, all his bits and pieces back again. So he's back to literally the main man, the Ultron Vision that uh, that we fear. So Ultron and all his um, uh, stones uh, looks at the the gardens of multiverse and says you uh if i destroy you you all fail now i wasn't quite sure who he was talking about there um but yeah basically uh because it goes towards strange as well as as peggy um obviously strange is the uh the one that we're talking about but um he then uses a blast that that fires out uh sorry starts to take off the runes of the um the protection spells that they have it's a constant blast of energy at them um and um, Natasha's shield breaks so Peggy um, jumps in the way to try and save her as well and that then fires them um, fires them away at the um, like in the distance 
Natasha lands and sees her bike. Uh, and next to the bike is the, the arrow. The arrow from the last episode, which contains the um, the Zola. Contains the Zola AI. Um, obviously, we... Um, we know we know that we know that Zola is is in there because it's the green part of the like USB thing on the um on the arrow. And Natasha turns off the bike and and uh, and tells Peggy she's got an idea, but it needs distance and a, and a clear target. Uh, and and Peggy says the line that that um that Widow said to her at the, at the start in her universe. Um, I've got the shield, you've got the sword. Um. So yeah, the plan is to infect, obviously, Ultron with the, with the virus. Um, Strange and and Ultron, Ultron Vision are still having this like standoff. Um, because obviously him that needs to defeat. So Ultron Vision is is completely focused on on Strange and defeating him. Um, you know we see Natasha and uh Peggy make their way back towards the the battle. Um, where everyone's is encumbered, they they're not able to to move at all because they're all held back by this blast of energy from uh, from Ultron Vision. Natasha jumps through um different buildings uh as this as this Peggy. The Infinity Stones flash as the you know the, there's a struggle between them all, uh between Ultron Vision sorry and uh, and Strange, um. Strange's eyes are 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 flaming red. But he starts to close them as it obviously gets towards the end of it, and um, and Natasha is is on the roof, uh, with her bike. Peggy is the other is is um running straight towards Ultron Vision, um, and 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 basically jumps towards him as, as Natasha jumps on her bike and and um wields the bow and and the uh and the arrow containing the the Zola AI. And before it shoots, it says, this one's for you, Clint. And fires it. Fires it towards, um, towards Ultron as, as Peggy jumps in the air as well. Peggy jumps towards Ultron um, as well. And we see the standoff again between Ultron Vision up above, looking down, blasting energy towards Strange uh, down below, um, who's obviously gritting his teeth, uh, is... Uh, it's obviously time has run out, I suppose, for them. The the protection spells, runes for the others that are still down there are starting to wear off. Um but Peggy lands on lands on his back, pulls up the armor that Ultron Vision has around his face, and the arrow goes straight into his eye, um, creating a green um a green blast that that, that um that sends him rocketing back towards uh Back towards the ground again the, the light in here the animation stones flickering the the blast coming from, from the eye the greeny black blast coming from the eye the 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 lack of like any other sorts of lights and stuff and just using like the the, the lighting from the the two blasts from strange and and ultron vision going together it is just incredible absolutely incredible um, as Ultron Vision falls to the ground, he pulls out the uh, pulls out the the arrow, and is left with one red eye and one black eye. And we get to hear Mister Zola, Arnim Zola, um, 
talk about how it's a far nicer body than his human, human body ever was. <clears throat> and we actually see the inside, the inside of um, Ultron and Arnim Zola. And they have a standoff. Zola has his like green matrixy kind of face. It's obviously Toby Jones back again. Um, and he says he wants to make it more permanent in, in this uh, in this body. And we see Ultron uh, as an AI, as a red AI as well. And they and they base they basically have a standoff inside. So we've had the standoff outside, and we have the standoff inside as well. But um, Arnim Zola's uh, very similar to, or he kind of has like green almost tentacle like like hydra um that comes that comes floated out and, and and goes straight into the red ai um ultron's face um and obviously o overtakes the body the body falls uh falls to the ground then we're left with a motionless um body of ultron vision um lying um no colours on the Infinity Stones, uh, no colour on his, his Mind Stone, um, and it looks like he has been defeated. Just the, the only colour is the light reflecting off the, the armour. Um, Thor asks Natasha for an explanation as what happened, and, and she says she gave them more advice. And we see the, um, first of all, the, the shadow of Killmonger's hair against um, the Ultron um, Infinity Armour. And we see him hold up the sentry towards... Um, towards the body which which draws the uh the infinity armor onto himself and draws of course the uh the infinity stones into his armor as well and we now have a different a different foe we have a super powered killmonger i mean this is what everything that he's led you know everything that he has wanted and everything he's led towards was was power was having power in Wakanda and now he has power in a multiversal um in a multiversal sense it's insane i was like mouth open when i watched it uh again though um killmonger's intentions are are uh, kind of selfish um he says the watcher owes us that he want to repair their worlds um and tries to uh tries to turn to everyone else and, and you know um give them that kind of uh you know the 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 sort of uh the want to get back to their world or to get back to you know what they they originally had or 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 want to have basically um i i can see a bit of temptation you know with with strange of course you know peggy potentially with with um the love that they've lost and stuff and killmonger so um overpowered killmonger then lights up the infinity stones and, and again blasts back the guys it's uh i was really intrigued as to see where this was going to go if if we were actually going to get anything if we we're going to get like a battle between between him and everyone else but no up stands arnim zola uh zola bot uh <laughs> and says that no no the those stones and that armor is, is mine <clears throat> and uh and starts to pull back the the armor and the finish stones back into into Ultron's body which is now Zolabot. Uh Killmonger reaches out for the stones as well and and basically they're stuck in this perpetual um tug of war uh between Zolabot and uh overpowered Killmonger. 
um, for who has the the armor and, and the stones. And this is when Supreme Strange realizes that the whole thing was they were never actually going to win. The whole thing was that the stones were going to be separated from um from their body. Um and Supreme Strange uses what he's learned and uses uh his power to create another pocket dimension where very similar to the the the, the um pocket dimension that he was stuck in that he was uh, stuck in at the end of um at the end of his episode uh and, and the watcher then then shows up to uh to do what he does and we get a blinding light um and all we have left is our as our heroes minus supreme strange of course there's in a fascinating moment where Supreme Strange has that pocket dimension he's just created in his hand. And he talks about how the Watcher saw everything. Um, which, you know, we kind of, we were, we, we were still hanging on to the fact that he was um, almost omnipresent and knew exactly what was happening. But with the, the things we've seen with how um, Ultron Vision had dealt with uh, the multiverse and how the Watcher had been... Um, uh, completely taken aback and and unaware of what was happening in in that sense, but no, he, uh, Supreme Strange, Strange Supreme talks about how he obviously saw the the failed Infinity Crusher, um, Killmonger's betrayal, and then of course, um, Supreme Strange's sacrifice, which he calls it, um, his his sacrifice, which <laughs> Supreme Strange says it uh it would imply he had something to lose, um. The Watcher talks about how if the pocket dimension were to crack, if, if they were to get out, then obviously we'd be back to square one. Um, but now, the uh, the ironic thing is now that uh, Strange Supreme is now the Watcher for that pocket dimension. So the first character that interacted with the Watcher on a, you know, on that sort of basis is... Uh, is now literally a watcher of his own for a completely different uh a completely different dimension it's a it's a very um it's a very ironic uh twist that um that is quite apt to be honest as well um and and strange supreme calls him his friend or says what is the, that's what friends are for basically and then we get back to the pub we get back to to peggy's pub peggy peggy's pub uh and the watchers is thanking the the gardens of the multiverse and, and uh, telling them that you know when you walk through opens the door for them and tells them that when they walk through they'll get back to literally the exact moment that they left um, Peggy's one of the only ones that hesitates she looks up at the picture of Steve um, and obviously and kind of asks if she can uh, or she doesn't ask she you can tell that um, she wants to go to like to get back and see Steve um and asks hasn't she earned her happy ending but like what the watcher says is that world that time it needs a captain car um which means that she has to again it's it's a sacrifice that she has to give up for her universe um which is quite poignant really sad and it gives a wry smile to uh, natasha as, as she leaves Natasha obviously doesn't want to go back. Her world is just literally post-apocalyptic. It's it's dead. It's um desolate. Everyone's gone. She would literally be 
uh, the last one, she says, you won, but I lost. The watch then says he cannot interfere. Um, and Natasha, you know, says, I know you can't wear the stories. You watch us fight, win or lose. Um, you know, she implies that he was basically, he was basically just watching as Ultron did what he did to her friends, her family and, and her world. Um, and this is where we get, like, so we saw moments of physical vulnerability from the Watcher when, when Ultron first became Ultron Vision. But this is where we get emotional vulnerability from, from the Watcher. He talks about how the worlds, uh, are more than that to him. His, you, your stories, they're everything to me. Um, it's, it's really like, even when he says that he can't fix Natasha's world, it's, you know, everything is, um, is, is dripping in emotion and, uh, and, and yeah, and sadness. Um, the Watcher, in these moments, you know, they talk about how the, the Watcher talks about how the world and stories and that is, is more than anything to him. And this is where I think the Watcher is a parallel of us. You know, we are watching these stories and, and they're literally, um, you know, they they give us the same feeling that they do for him. It's it's um a feeling of um of love for these characters, of love for these worlds, of love for this um this medium. I mean, even you know, some people would even create a podcast created specifically around um these stories. I, I don't know who would do that. That would be um such a, a strange thing to do. Um, because no one would listen to it, no one would watch it, uh, no one would care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it means more than than anything. You know, it's it's um, it's not about uh, it's not about like um, well, it's more it's more than just than just. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, it's kind of one of those things that I I kind of feel more than I'm able to verbalize it and stuff but um yeah it's um it's a it's a moment of vulnerability and it's um and it's really quite quite sad to see sad but also interesting um natasha says she's not walking through the door but the watcher says the door was a metaphor anyway really to be honest and and um creates a changes the pub to um to a universe now the universe though is not the desolate um uh apocalyptic universe that natasha actually came from we actually end up on a, a shield uh, helicarrier um up in up in the skies and there's a massive battle going on um yeah and we actually hear the avengers music as well and we see um captain america steve rogers uh fighting away captain marvel as well um and obviously natasha asks where she is and um the watcher says in this world they lost their widow now this is obviously the world uh that is from the whodunit episode the the world where the avengers were were lost and captain america was frozen nice but um he was uh defrosted from by nick fury and captain marvel was obviously called as well so and, and loki took over the planet but this is this is that world um that she now finds herself in and yes, and we see Loki with the um with the um mind staff. Uh you know, have Nick Fury uh, 
basically, in in to the point where he's he's a way to win and and defeat the Avengers and stuff. But then Natasha saves them, uh, and and chain and turns Loki into the the mind controlled, um person that that he had done in like the avengers with like hawkeye and and eric selvig um fury talks about how he speaks to natasha and says you know what my natasha but someone tells me you have her spirit and uh and and yeah and that is that is it um the watcher has a, a little monologue at the end um and we see a montage of of everyone having gone back to their their own uh their own planets their own world their own universes um and the watcher is staring right at us he tells us that he's a watcher the multiverse every single world every single story is my home and i'll protect it to the end a lovely end to uh, a fantastic episode now this is the only episode the only episode where we have a um a post-credit approach a post-credit scene uh and Peggy wakes up at the exact moment when Batrock uh, lobs a punch at her and sends her flying to the ground. But she's saved by uh, Widow, her Widow. Um, and she gives her a hug and stuff um, on there. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, so we're, we're back into that, that kind of time. Uh, they make their way to the bottom of the ship with the... And, if, and as, as Widow says, we found what the pirates were after. Um, Peggy might want to brace herself and looks into this like um, metallic kind of chamber uh, looks in and there is the Hydra Stomper the Hydra Stomper from the first episode and apparently there's someone inside and we finish we finish there's someone inside the Hydra Stomper who is it is it Steve is it someone else is it a Steve that has taken the place of like Bucky in our universe? Is he like a, a brainwashed um, guy that's kind of frozen away, only taken out certain times that, that Hydra or whoever um, needs him? Don't know. Really don't know. But that's it. That is, that is some stories for season two um, to, uh, to tell us. And I cannot wait. So yes, that is the end of What If. That is our final episode of What If and it is our final episode of this season, our first season as a podcast. Um, I I didn't know what to expect when it first came about that this was going to be, you know, what they were doing. Um, and again, we spoke about how there's ups and downs, but I think on a whole, it was a very very well done very well put together series and i think it's going to have again we're not really sure if it's going to have much um in the way of uh, consequences for the mcu going forward like for our live action mcu but it is canon so um yeah i don't know we'll we'll, we'll kind of see if there is anything that's directly impacted i don't think there will be that much but i know obviously we're going to be uh doing multiversal stuff with um multiverse madness no way home um quantum mania as well you know um kang as well so i don't know we'll 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 see if that does kind of lead on but, but you know we'll, we'll get a season two of what if which i'm really looking forward to now what i said i would do is um i would uh grade or i would out of 10 rate the um 
the series is. I'll do the same for the movies and stuff as well because we've also got uh, ones coming up for that. Um, and uh, I don't want to do it like episode by episode. I want to do it as a whole. Um, I would try and think about how I would I would rate it as a whole. So, as I said, there there has been ups and downs. Now, obviously, um, the ups of of the series have been um your your Doctor Strange episode, which was um you know full of of heaps of different emotions it wasn't even just a straight up cartoon i think you could probably watch that as like and anyone would enjoy it, or most folk would enjoy it uh, or at least resonate with them we had downs like the um the um it's called thor party thor episode which i you know as you're aware i didn't didn't really enjoy and we had things that maybe just weren't quite as um weren't quite as uh put together as, as I'd, I'd i'd sort of hoped like your your zombies episode um and then also intriguing questions that were answered you know things like the peggy carter becoming the first avenger um throughout it we've spoke about how the uh the fight scenes the animation the lighting have all been unbelievable and and some of the shots have just been like literally award worthy genuinely award worthy um so i think it's it's a it's it's been fantastic it's been it's been a great series again there's episodes i wouldn't i wouldn't really go back and watch but um in terms of of what it is i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy it and i, I think i could watch the the finale two-parter um over and over again as much as i needed to so good um in terms of what i would rate it out of 10 then for the series as a whole i would i think if it wasn't for the last two episodes, I would probably rate it round about your six mark, six out of ten. But I do think I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be critical about it. I'm not, I don't want to be like giving anything ten out of ten because Marvel. Um, I think it's it's. I think before the 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 last two episodes, it was a net positive, just, um because of the things I've kind of spoken about. So I would say six out of 10 before the final finale, but the finale, the, the final two episodes bump it up. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Going to give it a seven out of 10 um, for that. Is that too harsh? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Um, again, follow us or speak to us on, on Twitter at Delivery MCU. Um, but I think seven out of 10 is, is generous. Again, a couple of standout episodes um overall really good and i think season two is probably going to build on that i just hope they haven't used everything that they that they had planned for season two okay and now over to twitter uh where i asked about the finale episode nine what you thought uh about it first of all we had uh a tweet from at f sake jamie uh thought the final two episodes capped off a very cool series Interesting to see what larger impacts has in the MCU and definitely excited for season two. Yeah, completely agree. As I say, season two, I think, is going to be very interesting to see where they go from here. Um, we've had the multiversal threat. Does it then start to bleed into or does it start to uh, take inspiration or even direct influence from the, the more live action things? Your your multiversal madness, your Kang, um, your No Way Home. We will see. We will soon see. Does it mean or or do they even, I don't know, uh, are Killmonger and Ultron Vision able to break out of the the prism the 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 prison? Um, we'll see. Uh, at Corky DM and I uh, said enjoyed the final episode. 
I was starting to get bored this season. Didn't enjoy much after the first episode, but it rounded it off well. Um, he also said there were some good bits in episodes. Just didn't enjoy it overall. I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10 of the season. I think the first episode, strange episode, and the finale were really good, but the others didn't hold up for me. Fair. Absolutely fair. I mean, as I say, I give it a 7 out of 10, and I would give it a 6 if it wasn't for the final two episodes. Um, just That's just my me being um, me a bit too critical, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. As I agree. I think there's, I think overall it was good. I think they did things well. But there were some things that were just a bit, maybe not quite, um but that's fair that's fair um at foxy snob says love the finale enjoyed the season overall highlights were zombies bucky and the different take on the mcu in general the multiverse opens up such a realm of possibilities and i'm excited to see where we go from here and i think that's it i think what it does more than anything is actually um give us a bit of a um it gives us a bit more like a you know of an intrigue as to what's going to happen in season two. I know I certainly am intrigued anyway, but um, we will see what happens, I suppose. But guys, that is us. We are now done for um for the first season of Delivery for Tony Stank after What If. Um, again, thank you for all your support during uh during this. I you know I started this up nine weeks ago, and uh, or I, I think it was probably about ten weeks ago. When I decided I would I would kind of do it. Um, and I've had an absolute blast. It's going to be interesting going into the next couple of podcasts that we're doing because they're going to be based on like movies. Um, so I'm going to change the format a bit. Um, so we, you know, I can't go scene for scene um, through a movie that just wouldn't work. Uh, but we're going to talk about things, you know, like the the plot, the writing, the acting, some trivia, that, that sort of thing. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So coming forward, we have uh, the Shang-Chi episode uh, that I will be uh, doing and hopefully have out... And a couple of weeks time, um, twenty, the weekend the twenty third would be cool if I can do that. But we'll see what happens. We're gonna have um, delivery for Tony Stank with Collective Unit, who's gonna come on. We're gonna chat about his favorite um, Marvel uh movie. We're gonna have the Eternals um podcast. It's coming out. Well, well the Eternals coming out the fifth of November. Maybe leave it a week or so before I go and see her. I'm not sure. And then we'll do the podcast a couple of weeks after that. And then the 21st, 24th of November, we have Hawkeye uh, that's coming out. I'm hopefully going to, um, again, do what I've done with What If and release them, release the Hawkeye ones on the weekend after they come out because they're coming out on the Wednesdays. But we'll see. It might have to change a little bit because it's like over Christmas and stuff or it's coming up towards Christmas and that. Um, when we get to that, we'll, we'll see. I might have to give it like a week in between or something. Uh, I'm not too sure. We'll, we'll kind of see how it's. We'll play it by ear. Um, but that's what we've got going forward. Again, if you want to support the podcast, um, at Delivery MCU on Twitter, you can join the Kofi uh, and get entered into the, the draw for uh, Funko Pops. As I say, there's there's two left, so we'll do them at the end of the month. Uh, the next one we're we're doing is Gamora, Doctor Thanos, and then there is a final one that we will do um, the month after. If it still works, you know, if if it's um if it's worth doing the the Kofi and stuff, then I'll keep doing it um we'll we'll just kind of see how it goes from there but but please join if, if you wish to um you'll get a shout out as well at the end of every episode um which i will you know which which i, I like to do just say thank you for support so on that note um thank you so much to uh todd mikey snez and kev for your support and kofi i really really appreciate it it again as i say it allows me to um to do things like this that, that maybe give back a little bit, which um love to do. Um but yeah, that is us for the 
for the week, for the season, for what if. I appreciate all your support. And um, yeah, we will see you on our next podcast, which will be um, Delivery for Tony Stank. Um, and we'll be talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs>